What's up? I'm Karanda Adair, Certified Automation Service Provider, and you are listening to Begin As You Mean To Go On. This podcast is for women of color with mission-driven service-based businesses who want to build automated sales and marketing systems the right way. If you're ready to work hard once to hire and employ technology to execute proven marketing strategies so you can get back to the rest of your business and your life, you are in the right place. Let's get it going. Hey friends, welcome back to Begin As You Mean To Go On. I am excited to talk to you today about the customer journey, understanding your customer journey. And understanding is a really key word in this phrase because I think a lot of people you know, know that the customer journey is a thing. Maybe you've heard it referred to as a funnel, but we don't really think a lot about understanding it from our potential client's perspective, right? So I want to start this out by encouraging you to think about something, either a significant purchase that you've made, whether that's a service or a product, or that you're thinking about. So for instance, right now, I'm researching landscapers so that we can finally get this black plastic off of our front yard, right? So I'm in the beginning of the customer journey where I'm like, oh, who could I possibly get to do this thing, right? And so I'm in the phase where I'm like asking around and asking people, you know, do they have companies that they like? Maybe I'm searching and I'm looking at people's websites. So I'm in this like beginning phase, right? And then when I get closer to having more serious buyer intent, maybe then I start calling some of these folks and seeing if I can set up meetings, right? So that's a part of the journey. So if you think about something right now that you're in the process of buying, I bet there is something that like you really, really want, and maybe you just haven't gotten around to buying it, right? And so maybe that email that pops up in your inbox or that ad that pops up in your feed is just a nice little reminder of like, oh yeah, I wanted that thing. Let me go buy it right? And I think a lot of us have a tendency to think of our marketing as this intrusive, like, you know, we feel bad about interrupting people or bugging people. And when someone really wants to solve the problem that you solve, then you keeping in front of them and making sure that, you know, you stay top of mind so that they can get the solution to their problem is actually a service in and of itself. So that's, that's the framework I want you to keep in mind while we talk about the customer journey. So there's a few things I want to go over today. The first one is we can't really even we can't really even go any further until we talk about the significant six. And that is a term that was coined by my mentor, Chris Davis. And so I'm going to give a brief overview and then I'm going to refer you to his podcast episode that does a deep dive into it. But just so you you know, we're all on the same page and you kind of know where we're going. The significant six is six systems that every successful business needs to have in place in order to do marketing and sales effectively. All right. So the first one is traffic because you have to have eyeballs looking at your stuff. So you have to have a way to earn attention from people so that you can um, start to put things in front of them. Okay. So, uh, traffic that might be organic traffic that might be, you know, ads of some kind, but you're driving people to the next step of engaging with you. 
And then that second step is capture because yeah, it's great if people go to your website. Um, but if they go to your website and they leave, chances are they're not going to come back. And so you want a way to start capturing people's information so that you can follow up with them and you can stay in conversation with them. So usually when I say capture, I'm talking about capturing people's email addresses. Um, it might be text messaging. Text messaging is definitely gaining traction and I have opted in for some text things and then, <laughs> and then been sorry about it. Not always, but you know, text messaging is way more personal than even email because so many people just, if a text comes in, we're going to read it right? So capturing information so we can keep communicating with folks. And then the third phase is presenting. So presenting our offer. And let me just tell you this quick tip that any marketer worth their salt should be doing this. And now that you're going to know this, as soon as I say it, you should also be doing this. If you are capturing, so you're sending people to a landing page, you're capturing their name and email or some kind of information about them, right? In order to give them a resource, please, please, please do not just have some kind of pop-up that says thanks or check your inbox, right? Send them to a thank you page. That thank you page is really, really high value real estate. A hundred percent of the people who opt in for your offer are going to see that thank you page. So in addition to helping you track what's actually working, which is a whole nother episode, because you can say, oh, people who landed on this page, that means they accepted our offer, right? But the real value is that use that page to give them the next step of what you want them to do, right? It's not a given that people are going to like opt into your lead magnet and then you have to send them a million emails. Some people come to you and they're like ready to go. So give them that opportunity by using your thank you page to say, hey, if you really want to solve this problem, here's the shortcut, right? Here's the next step. That might be offering them a product to buy, offering them to book a call with you. So if you're not doing that right now, please, please, as soon as this episode is over, go and implement it or assign someone on your team to implement it. It's going to make a huge difference. All right. So that is um, present. And then we have the close. So depending on how you sell your stuff, right? A lot of service-based businesses have some sort of personal interaction before closing uh, a high ticket offer. So that might be a call. You might be sending people to a private podcast. And so now you have to close the deal. So how are you doing that? What technology are you using to do that? What process are you using to do that? And then deliver how you deliver your service or your product, that is the fifth system. And it's a really important one. And it's a part of the journey that, you know, I think gets left off when we talk about the customer journey. So we're going to talk a little bit more about that in a, in a few minutes. And then follow up. And follow up, even though it's coming at the end, follow up runs through all the other systems. Because anytime somebody gets stuck, and, you know, they do one step, but they get stuck and they don't go to the next step. Your follow-up is there to keep reminding them and keep guiding them. So when I talked about, you know, if there's something that's on your mind to buy and you haven't bought it yet, well, hopefully the company that you're um, thinking about buying from has some sort of follow-up system in place so that you can eventually make that purchase, right? So that's a brief overview. Please go and listen to Chris's podcast about this because it's really important to understand the whole thing. Let me ask you something. How much time do you and your team spend doing repetitive tasks that could be automated? Things like answering the same questions over and over again, manually onboarding clients. How much money are you missing because you don't have an efficient way to follow up with 100% of your leads? 
If this sounds like you, then you should head over to carondafixmymarketing.com and apply to talk with us about our marketing intensive, where our team of certified automation service providers will dig deep into your marketing and sales processes to uncover your lost hours and your missing money. You'll come out of your intensive with the clarity to know exactly what you need to do to reach your next business level, and you can hire us to execute it. Head to carondafixmymarketing.com and apply right now. Now back to the show. So with that kind of groundwork laid, I want to talk about two big parts of funnel building that people miss. And I'm using the word funnel because it's familiar to a lot of people, but I'm using it synonymously with customer journey because it's just, it's basically a way of using technology to guide people through a process where they end up buying your stuff. Okay. I'm going to talk about two big parts that people miss. And I'm going to give you a tip that's going to help you keep your customer journey flowing, right? Because there's a thing people do that makes it really hard to kind of know where they are in the process. And there is a tip that you can use to minimize that. So the first thing I want to talk about that I really don't hear talked about a lot is belief mapping. Because people being on a customer journey and people moving through your funnel isn't just about the fact that like, oh, they went to your landing page, you capture their email, now you're going to bombard them with a bunch of emails until they buy, right? That might be technically or digitally what's happening. But what really has to happen is that in order for someone to buy from you, they have to have certain beliefs that make them eligible to buy your product and succeed with the solution. So one of the reasons that people don't buy is because they don't have those beliefs. And so you can use the power of content to figure out what are the beliefs that people might have now about your product or your service and what are the beliefs that they need to have. And I talk a lot about this. I did two workshops in 2021, the content to clients workshops. So you can go and you can buy the recordings of those and you can hear me go really in depth about this and kind of show people how to map it out. But really what it is, is thinking about not just where people are in the funnel, but what beliefs they have and how can you move them from the beliefs they currently have to the beliefs they need to have in order to make that purchase and to succeed with you. And there's lots of ways to do that. You can do that with email. You can do that with articles. You can do that with trainings and education. Like there's lots of ways to do it. You can do it with testimonials. And so, you know, some of it might be um, objections. That's a form of belief that people have. They might have objections about your pricing. They might have objections about how long it takes to deliver your service. They might have objections about how much work they think they're going to have to do in order to get a result. All of these things are beliefs that if you can identify them, then you can start creating content around it to change those beliefs. So this is huge. And I really don't hear a lot of people talking about it. So I want you to take some time to think about what are the beliefs that people have right now that maybe are erroneous and how can you start to change their belief system? All right. The second thing, and I, I hinted at this earlier in the episode, the second, second thing is the customer journey doesn't stop at the sale. How you deliver is a huge part. Now they are actually your customer, right? So how you deliver is a huge part of the customer journey. And it's probably one of the first things that's, that's worth really sitting down and mapping out is how are you actually going to deliver this service? What is the client experience going to be? Because delivery and client experience is also marketing, right? A lot of people 
run their whole business from referrals. And the reason that they get referrals is because they've given a good client experience and they've given a good result. And therefore that person is willing to tell other people about it, right? So don't make the mistake of not being intentional with your delivery. It's, it's every bit as important to map out intentionally how you want that to look and then make it happen. And yes, of course you can automate parts of the process. And so when we're doing a marketing intensive, we're spanning, we're, we're literally going through each one of these systems and we're figuring out where are you and what's happening in your business with respect to each of these systems so that we can then see like, where are the holes, where are the gaps, you know, what do we need to fill in? Okay. So I hope that gives you some, um, inspiration and some practical things to do in thinking about your customer journey. Now, of course, we are an automation company, and now I am officially a certified automation service provider. Literally minutes before recording this episode, I got that notification. So that's really exciting. And so we're all about automating parts of this customer journey so that you can actually show up and do, you know, other things that you need to do. And there is one thing that will break the customer journey every single time. And that is people with multiple email addresses in your system. So you have people who, you know, they're like, oh, I'm kind of curious about this. Let me give them like my junk marketing email, you know, so that I can see what they're all about and see if I really want to hear from them. Right. And then they're like, oh, this is pretty good. And they go to buy. And now they're like, oh, okay, I'm going to give them my, my real business email because now I'm making a purchase. Right. Well, now you've just broken the customer journey because you can't tie that sale back to that person who got on your list because they have different email addresses. So this is the tip that can help you not completely solve, but will minimize this. And that is to pre-populate the email address whenever and wherever you can. <laughs> so this is the one, one of the things Chris talks about. In fact, he has a whole episode on pre-population. So I'll link to that in the show notes as well. But since I heard that episode, I've become obsessed with this because it's possible in a lot of tools and it's really nice for people to just not have to put in information that you already have about them. Like that's just polite. You already have this information. Don't ask for it again. Um, There's so many cool tools that will let you just kind of allow people to click a link and skip over entering information. And they'll send that information as part of the URL to wherever you're sending them. And then they don't have to enter it in. So that's one way. And I've started doing that with, um, especially with payment links, when people are ready to buy a course or they're ready to join content bootcamp or they're ready um, to sign up for a marketing intensive, I will pre-populate the hell out of all of those links so that I know like, okay, this purchase is going to stay tied to the history of everything else that you've ever done. And that's also going to help you when you want to start to ask like, hey, what's working, right? Which email was it that they clicked on to actually make this purchase? So that's my little tip for you. All right. So I hope this helps you understand the customer journey a little bit more. And if you have questions about this, or you want to chat about it, like come on over to the service CEOs group, because I would love to chat about like, this and everything else that we talk about on the podcast, you are always welcome to come over to the service CEOs group. You can get there by just searching service CEOs on Facebook. You can go to carveldigital.com slash CEO, and it will magically forward you over to the group. And I would love to chat about this. Time for another WWKD. What would Karanda do? And I've been found out (laughs) y'all. 
I love this post from Lena in the service CEOs group. She says, okay, this has happened one too many times. I just need to know if this is a pattern. I have a coaching call with Karanda. Some sort of issue comes up. Karanda and her team work their magic. We reach a resolution. And then coincidentally, there's an email to the list about the common issues or problems that come up with online marketing systems. Is this planned? Is it calculated? I mean, it's brilliant. Or am I just having a Carly Simon moment where I bet you think this email is about you? Lena, you found me out. It's true that a lot of my content comes from the problems and the pains and the questions that are actually from my audience. And I remember I I was very young and I was doing some kind of political campaigning or letter writing And I never forgot that they would say, you know, for every person who writes a letter to the president or whoever, you know, they know that so many other people have that issue or have that question. They just didn't take the time to write in. And so if you're seeing things crop up in your audience or in your client base, chances are that a lot of other people have those problems. And that's why, you know, some of the things I talk about in this podcast or in my content, you might think, oh, how does she know, right? It's because y'all tell me. (laughs) And so I jokingly have named this the law and order strategy, right? It's ripped from the headlines. And if you go back and you listen to season three of the podcast, it was not planned and, and strategized in the intentional way that this season has been. It's really kind of a ripped from the headlines kind of season because I didn't really have the time to get, you know, far ahead in my recording. And so there were days when I'd be like, I don't know, what am I going to talk about today? And I would go into my group or I would look in my Voxer chat and I'd be like, oh, this is what y'all are struggling with. Let me record. So you should never, ever, ever be stuck about what should you create content about because your people should be telling you constantly. So thanks for outing me, Lena. And you know, I hope this helps you if you've been stuck on what to write about, what to create content about that actually sells your stuff. I hope this helps you. So stay cool, y'all, and I'll see you next time. All right. So that's what I have for y'all today. And don't forget to begin as you mean to go on.